Welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. Thank you guys for tuning in, but before we get started, I just want to wish my wife a happy birthday. It's her 27th birthday today. She is the absolute love of my life. She is great to our two kids, and she is a great godly woman, Christian woman. So I just wanted to mention this on the podcast. Love you, Amanda. Welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. This is Ryan. I'm here with Chris again. Howdy. And we are super excited about that game one. What's your overall opinion about that game today, Chris? That was a great game. It was fun to watch from the beginning to end. I was on the edge of my seat for pretty much the whole time. It. I was just happy with it overall. As soon as that, as soon as that last goal from uh, Rope went in, it was just. A great sense of relief off my chest. It was great. I loved it. Well, so two things that before we go on to some of our talking points today. First things first, Rope Hintz finally scored his first goal. After shooting 24 times, and he finally scored today. Yeah, he's had his fair share of chances too, so it was about time he finds the back of the net. Hopefully that opens up some floodgates and he scores a bunch of this series. That would be nice. And especially in Game 5 and Game 6, he had multiple chances to get on the score sheet and he just didn't and then uh i already forgot the second thing tyler sagan scored his first goal yeah so hey yeah so that kind of leads us into our first talking point uh the first line scored points today yay heck a yay radulov with two goals so he's not gonna score again for the rest of the season and uh (laughs) sagan scored and jamie ben looked awesome and had three assists so that was pretty sick yep they all looked. They all looked great. They looked like they were moving their feet hard, and obviously they were on point with their shots. Sagan's shot was a snipe. Radulov's goals were very Radulovish goals. <laughs> he kind of just <laughs> threw them at the net, and they found their way in. But that's what we. That's what we need our big guys to do. We need them to be willing to take those scrappy goals and to get them however we can. However we can. Well, and this is what you were talking about before the first series started against Calgary. And we were able to overcome Calgary without our big three scoring like they should have. But if we continue to score like this... Yeah, look at how much easier it is. (laughs) I I know. We We take on the, the, I think, the the Stanley Cup favorites, and we kind of just, we we took them to school this game. I mean, they were still still close the entire game, but it still felt very much in Dallas' control throughout. Now, I will admit that... uh, I will admit, I will just say, Jared Bednar, the coach of the Avalanche, came out right after this game, and he was very ticked off. He was very, very mad, and he was making comments such as, you know, it's almost like we were playing with them to see how they would react rather than playing our own game. So that's great. That's kind of a good thing because it means that we – haven't seen the best of the Avalanche yet, so it'll be more exciting against the Stars. But we took advantage of that. You know, everyone's saying that, like, you know, the Stars are getting lucky, the the Flames imploded on themselves, which, yes, that's true. But we took advantage of that. And then the same thing today. The Avalanche didn't fully show up today. But did we take advantage of that? Yes. That's what we're supposed to do in the playoffs. Yeah, and implosions always have something that the other team did, too. 
You can't just, and I mean, unless you're literally scoring on yourself, and that's, you're not going to lose the game. We didn't score with 12 seconds left in, in that game four just because the Flames let us. I mean, we were grinding the entire period to score that goal. And same thing here. We see that this team is just Nathan, just McKinnon right now. And we're like, okay, well, we'll go score more goals than McKinnon. <laughs> so I, I think that's definitely, it's definitely pretty ridiculous from hockey personalities to say that. They, they obviously just don't want to admit that Dallas is a good team, in my opinion. No one wants to talk about Miro Haskinen, no one wants to talk about how great of a how great of a young core we have. It's 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 frustrating from the big personalities. Great place to bring in the Brian Ray tweet, right? Yeah. So after so during the first intermission, for those of you that didn't see or you you don't follow Brian Ray, who is one of the broadcasters during the intermissions during the Fox Sports Southwest uh, broadcast. Um, he put up a tweet in during the first intermission about how they did a a huge thing about Kale McCarr during the first intermission, and he was just like, "So we're gonna be expecting something about that in the second intermission for Miro Heiskanen, right? You know, the guy who is second in scoring." Yeah, obviously <laughs> sarcastically. Playoffs. Obviously, like sarcastic, and of course, no, nothing from NBC during the second intermission. About I heard Miro a lot Heiskanen. about McKinnon in the second intermission. Oh my goodness. I, I, and, you know, to his credit, he is an incredible player. He, other than maybe McDavid and maybe Dreisaitl, he is one of the best players in the league. Yeah, right now, of the teams that are still in the playoffs, he's definitely the best player. Yes, like, agreed. By far, he's the best agreed. He's the best skater still still playing. So, And he was the best He was the best player today. Even against star skaters, he was the best player. He was the best on the ice. He scored two goals by himself, pretty much. So... It, he's kind of nuts. So that, yeah. So he does deserve to be talked about, but talking about Makar over Haskinen is kind of ridiculous. Haskinen is, uh, if 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 you know anything about hockey and you knew what two numbers those two defensemen were wearing, you would say by far Miro Haskinen was the better defenseman, and he has been throughout the entire season series. So uh, the only reason people talk about Makar is because he's on a more offensive team, so he gets more points. And that's the flat-out truth. If if Haskinen is on uh, the Oilers, he's got the most points of... Or Toronto. Uh, or Toronto. He's got the most points of any rookie or any young defenseman in the league. So it's 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 biased from people who don't know hockey. And that was really pissing me off throughout the entire NBC broadcast. I, I, know, I know we're spoiled with the Fox sports guys and the Razor and Josh and Sevy, but it's so bad. They, they talked so long about a dump-in, and the stupid announcer kept saying, the shoot-in. And he said it. I thought he made a mistake the first time, but he kept saying shoot-in. I was like, it's not a shoot-in. Call it a dump-in. It's what it's called. <laughs> He's not trying to shoot the puck. It, and just little things like that. They don't know what they're talking about. All these guys are ridiculous. It, I know it's NBC and stuff, but I just wish they would go to a different network i hate nbc so much <laughs> well maybe not next year but the year after when the us tv deal is up maybe we'll get espn i would i would much prefer that i know a lot of people talk about how how they hate espn too because they mess up a bunch of hockey stats and stuff but if they have hockey on their 
they may pay more attention to it on their broadcast. They're gonna pay more attention to it. So, and they all they have better announcers all around. NBC announcers are terrible. They got a freaking yeah. guy who does the Olympics on there. Like, mm-hmm. go commentate on some ski jumping. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, that would be an interesting podcast to do. So maybe during the off season, well, the the very short off season we will have, uh, maybe that would be something good to talk about. Uh, we'll keep that up. All right, uh, we went on a random tangent there for a little while, but that's fun. All right, uh, how about the play of Dobby today? He was amazing. I love Dobby. I know. He, he he made so many huge stops and was just finding lanes through traffic to make stops, making himself as big as possible, Hol- holding on. So the biggest thing for me is he was holding on to so many more rebounds than we're used to. So that's Dobby's major downfall as a goaltender. He gives up a lot of rebounds, especially compared to Ben Bishop, who just swallows everything. He well, gives up. He's so small. Yeah, he gives he's up so a lot smaller. more rebounds. But he was making so many great stops today and holding on to pucks. It it was really, it was one of his best games in my opinion. I, I, I know I'm saying that kind of weirdly, like he's had shutouts and stuff throughout the season, but just the way he played this game, he looked so confident. He looked like he was grabbing every puck he could. And it wasn't he didn't make any scrambly amazing saves. He just did everything right. He just did the right thing on every save and never gave them a never gave them a second chance. So I, I love the way he played today. I thought he played perfectly. I'm really scared about it you know, obviously we want to see him do well because he's on the stars and we want him to win. But it almost seems like the better he does, the more his price range is going up. Oh yeah. And I mean, with the pandemic coming up, or the pandemic coming up, with the flat cap coming up because of the pandemic, uh, and I think right now we're at $62 million, which is great because we're going to need that space to sign some people. I mean, Garyanov, Garyanov, and, and again, Garyanov, yeah, Garyanov and Alexiak, especially. Those two in the playoffs have proven their worth to the Stars. And I don't think they're going to get giant eight-year contracts, but they will get a bridge contract before their their so-called big contract of what you would expect. So uh, we're going to have to save some room, and unfortunately that may mean we lose Dobby. I, I hope not. Maybe he comes for a cheap contract and says, hey, you know what, if I come back and we'll sign for cheap, then maybe we get a... You know, maybe we get another shot at the yeah. Stanley Cup. He seems like he really likes Dallas, but... Honestly, he's worth so much more than we can pay him. I mean, if you, if you go and make $4 million somewhere else as a backup goaltender instead of 2.5 like he is with the Stars, that's really enticing. Oh, if he goes somewhere else, I think he's a starter. He can go to Vancouver and be a starter. He can go to a lot of places and be a starter, in my opinion. Well, well see, that's the only downfall for him, though, is his age. And he only started half of the games. So wherever he goes, he can't be the guy only. He would have to have... Oh, if you asked him, he would tell you he's the guy. <laughs> he wants to be the guy. He, I bet he can do it. Well, let, let, I'm trying to think of a team that... I don't know. Let's say the Devils. So he, the, the Devils don't really have... I mean, they have Mackenzie Blackwood, who is their you know, goaltender of the future. He's not as good as Carter Hart, but he's still pretty solid. He's not bad. He just has a bad team in front of him, so his stats look kind of bad. 
that he would need to go to a team like that who, with somebody who has a already good goaltender to be the backup or maybe be the 1A, 1B. And, you know, I think we started off with this whole Ben Bishop is the starter, Dobby's the backup, but it's been, you know, it didn't matter which goaltender has been in net for the Stars this year. It has been great. I think it. I think it is still that way. I think the bishop still is obviously the starter. I think if you ask Dobby, right. he would say that too. But you're right. Dobby has been the best backup goaltender in the NHL by far. And this year, and like hundred percent. And we lose Ben Bishop, and we are playing just fine, in my opinion. I think Ben Bishop could steal more games than Dobby could, in my opinion. I think he's overall a better goalie and easier to be more consistent when you're freaking huge. <laughs> but, I wish. I wish I could just take a couple of his inches off of his stat, off of his stature, and put it on me, and I might be actually get to five eight or five nine. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but but he, he he's been great. Stars haven't missed a beat with him, so he's just an amazing goalie. I hope he stays. I don't think he will, <laughs> but I'm I I hope he goes somewhere. He gets a starter job and he makes a big playoff push and he carries a team. You know, as a fa- awesome. as a fan, it's almost kind of like. Like we're like parents watching this, you know, this kid grow up in front of our eyes, and we know he, we know he's fixing to leave the nest, and we're just happy to see him in his last hurrah, and and playing so well. <laughs> maybe this leads to the cup. Who knows? I, I think it definitely could. So, Stars look good right now. Yep. All right. Uh. So yay Dobby. We talked about Dobby. We talked about the first line. Yay Dobby. And then something that I've really been pushing these this last week and a half and i i said it consistently with the flames was we have to stay out of the box because at the time the flames had the best power play percentage and now going into this series colorado had the best percentage (laughs) it was like 30 point something yeah we can't get away from it (laughs) and you know what we did that today we got we were extremely disciplined we had one penalty the entire game yeah and if if we can play we have proven to everybody in the NHL that we can beat any team five on five. I, I I believe that. If we get ourselves in trouble and we start having to kill off penalties and stuff like that, that's when we start hurting ourselves and we have our own Calgary implosion. So I, I got to credit the Stars tonight. That was absolutely fantastic. That had to have been something they talked about in on uh, Friday. Yep, it, it it didn't even look like there was very many plays that could have been called penalties too, and the only one we did have was a pretty ticky tacky one. There was actually there was another penalty. Remember we had the the two penalties, one on Garyanov and one on uh, Graves at the same time when we went four on four. That's when Colorado scored. That's what I was thinking about that we were talking about in the green room. But it there there wasn't even very many plays that it looked like Dallas should have been penalized on. So they were definitely playing very disciplined. I even think Colorado fans would tell you that that they didn't really see much that Dallas could have been called for. So d- definitely great. We don't want to give McKinnon any more space than he already had. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Well, hold up. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, yeah. Sp- special teams uh, for some reason kills us. Uh, whether we're on the power play and we're giving up s- shorthanded goals, or it's four and four like it was today. You know, maybe the best thing is is like we just need we just need to put a new rule in the NHL rule book that says teams can 
decline a power play. And I think that would work <laughs> in the Stars' favor for for this playoffs. For some reason, it's just been that way. Um, yeah, stay out of the box. Hopefully we'll do that in game two. Keep doing it. And then the, the last thing, good thing we want to mention today, there were multiple others, but we played a full 60 minutes tonight. Yes, that was that was great. We definitely came out in the first period. The first period, we played awesome. That was a great first period for the Stars all around. Even their goal was just McKinnon doing McKinnon things. Not much you can do about it. And we're going to get to what we can do about it next, I assume. But it was just a great overall period. And all I was thinking about in my head during intermission was, please keep playing like this. Keep, please keep playing like this. <laughs> <laughs> and they did. In the third period, you see in the third period, we're ending the game in their zone. We're not ending the game in our zone like we were against Vegas. We're keeping the forecheck on them. We're pressuring them and making them make a play. And if they can't do it, then we're going to stay in their zone and we're going to keep having chances. And that's what leads to our uh, game ceiling goal by uh, by Rope. So it's definitely good to see them keeping the pressure on, even when uh, even when the even when we're we have a lead. And I think I think that's partially because we have more respect for the team and more respect for the game that we're playing. So I think because earlier know- on. Yeah, because we know what Colorado can do. Yeah, and we know the consequences of this game, too. So early on in in those round-robin games against Vegas and stuff, like, those weren't really postseason games. They were kind of like pre... They are kind of like season games plus, like four-point games. <laughs> yeah. But everyone knows the stakes of this situation, and everyone knows what Colorado can do, and they can score in a hurry, and they can look terrible, and McKinnon can score himself. So... Everyone respects it, understands it, and they keep the pressure on. Well, and, and they did know, it the whole game. And you know we have to take advantage of this first game. And it almost seemed like the Stars realized that Colorado was not all there tonight. And then they put their game into another level. Um, and that's great because we don't know what Colorado is going to do the rest of the series. We know that they're going to come back huge in game two. Just uh, I'm expecting it. Yep. Dobby is going to have to stand on his head. He's in. He, I know he only he gave up three goals today, which seems like a lot, but he made like you said he he didn't make that spectacular save like he did in uh, overtime against Calver, Calgary, but he was there and he played positionally and he saved the shots when he needed to. Yep. So definitely the most consistent game he's played in a while. Yes, I agree. So, um. All right, so last thing we got to talk about is some bad things uh, that happened in the game. And, you know, the only one that we could come up with was what, Christian? We've got to hit McKinnon. I hate McKinnon. (laughs) Every time he touches the puck, he should have Alexiak's butt in his face. And then he needs to be laying on the ice for a while. I can just imagine that in my head. I I just imagine, like, Jamie Alexiak, like, Bending over and sticking his butt up in the air, and then just McKinnon just yeah, runs just in, like skates skate into his straight butt, kind of like the butt fumble from Mark Sanchez and in, in yeah. the New York Jets, something like that. That would be that. fantastic. <laughs> I want McKinnon to be flipping over Yan Mark. I want Jamie Ben to sit on McKinnon like he did the Blues guy. I want him to feel pain every time he touches the puck, and we didn't do that this game. McKinnon kind of went untouched. 
That that can't happen again. We need our we need Corey Perry agitators. We need the we need the checking line especially. So we put the checking line out there against the McKinnon line a decent amount of times tonight, and the McKinnon line was skating circles around him. To be honest, this was one of the worst defensive uh, defensive games I've seen from the FCC line in a while, which was really surprising. But uh, they they have something figured out against them. So we need to find a way for those guys to get more physical. And to when they see the puck against the board, they need to just immediately go for that all out to get it out of the zone because it, it's it's tough defending that line. They have so much offensive awareness, and McKinnon always knows amazing things to do to fool defenses. So we, we we've got to figure out how to get the puck out of that guy's hands, and when we can't, make him pay for touching it. You know that's interesting that you said that. Looking at the stats, you know who had the worst plus minus. In the game today? No. Essa Lindell. That's very strange, isn't it? Well, he he's on. Well, like, like I said about plus minus, plus minus isn't really a, a defenseman's stat, right? So especially defensive defenseman. A defensive defenseman is going to be out there when teams score because you always want him out there against the better guys. <laughs> so I, I don't think that's really telling of anything. Now he he also yeah and you you know that's a good point because he did play a team high twenty five minutes tonight as well, so uh, yeah. that's there, a, there's that, a reason he's playing really good that point. high of a minutes and has the lowest plus minus is because that's the guy we want out there against the good players. <laughs> okay, so we came up with a, a a little sentence before we started this, and we just kind of kept going and just kept adding to the sentence. Oh, so you wrote that for, down. Oh, yeah, I told you. I, I totally wrote oh. it down. I have it right here. Oh, so okay. I told you I was going to mention this. So Okay, so first we started with McKinnon needs to die. And then we added in a fiery hole with the flames and the blues, full of snakes and alligators. If you can add something else to that, let us know. Because <laughs> we, we'll, we'll just keep adding to it we'll until continue he finally adding gets stopped. To it. Every <laughs> game, we'll continue adding to the sentence until we beat McKinnon. That's Wait. a starcastic remarks promise. Comments down in is there comment sections? I think there's a comment section. Oh, there's Take a YouTube. Apple. Yeah, YouTube. YouTube. Go to go to yeah. That'll incentivize you to subscri subscribe to our YouTube channel. Go subscribe to Starcastic Remarks on YouTube. Comment on this video, the next word in the sentence, and we'll keep adding to it, and we'll post it on Twitter the night of the game, and we'll start a hashtag for it. Longest hashtag in in, in hockey. <laughs> yep so well okay so before we sign off uh, who if that fcc line do we just give them one more shot in game two since it didn't hurt us in game one or would you put a different line on them for game one i think definitely you give them another game shot two, sorry i i think they're quick enough to to go and get after them but if not you've got to get some speed out there and i know hint and gariano aren't the best defensive but if if you just want to play man on man and just make them skate with them, that that even be better than what I saw today because it, it looked like they were they were just struggling. They couldn't keep up with them. So yeah, I, I feel I feel like FCC is going to be able to match their speed after they've seen it a couple more times. But it's going to be tough. You know, I originally thought putting the scoring line, Ben Sagan Radulov out there against that line. But you know what the I mean, it, it could help us, and they could score more goals and force that top line to play in the defensive zone. 
but if not, they need to be playing against lines that can't that can't aren't as good players as uh, our for top line. Yeah, so and, and Regulov can kind of get exposed on defense sometimes, so he's he's yeah. probably one of the worst forwards yeah. we have at defense. <laughs> so I guess if the FCC line doesn't work, then you put out uh, the Pavelski line. Pavelski, try, try Pavelski. Yeah. Try now Pavelski either, wouldn't. Either the other two. Pavelski won't be able to keep up with him, but Garyanov can, I think, keep up with him. And then Yanmark I think Yan, can, yeah. Yanmark could probably, he's a little slower than Garyanov, but he could definitely uh, keep up with him. So, all right. Anything else? We or we add? can just hit him. Hit <laughs> McKinnon. Make him hurt. That's what We're I want to see next Jamie. game. Yeah. And Corey Perry. What else yep. did the what what the heck else did we sign you for? We're not signing you to score power play goals. Stop yeah, no, that. Yeah. It's not like you've go been doing punch that in the McKinnon first series. In the face. <laughs> Quit trying to score power play goals and go punch McKinnon in the face. Yeah, we're not going back to the 80s anymore, Chris. That 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 there's no such thing as enforcers anymore. No. They're pretty uh, much gone. Other than McKinnon, we can play 2020 <laughs> hockey. But only with McKinnon, just bam. Just bam. Bam, bam. Yeah. Exactly. All right, all right, guys. Thank you all for listening tonight. This has been Starcastic Remarks. I'm Ryan. Chris, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, you can follow us on, on what's that Twitter. Twitter, yeah. Twitter. <laughs> the uh, bird at, one. <laughs> yeah, the bird one. I almost, I almost said the tweet tweet one. At uh, Starcastic R. And you can also follow us on facebook as well on our facebook page and our youtube channel which is titled starcastic remarks and you can also find us wherever you get your podcasts stars win tonight with a final score of five to three it's a great game if we continue to play like this we will win the series oh i forgot i gotta give a quick shout out to mr david sat satriano one of the staff writers from the nhl.com he is the only person out of the entire NHL.com staff that had the Dallas Stars winning this series. NHL.com is morons. They is all <laughs> stupid. The only one of them picked Dallas to beat Calgary too. So they're all just stupid, moronic dumbos. Woo! Go yeah. David! Hey, David. Giving you claps to the internet. All right. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Have a good night. Go Canucks!